All right, welcome to today's edition of Side Retire, the MLB podcast. We're recording here on Sunday night, October 15th. We're recording right after game one of the ALCS. The NLCS has not started yet, so we'll give you our breakdown of these two upcoming series, as well as a little recap of what just happened in the divisional rounds and playoff format implications. Let's hit the intro music and we'll get right into this. Hello and welcome to this edition of Side Retired, the MLB podcast. It's your weekend recap crew, as always, Dylan Campione, James Tausig, Nico Fernandez, and Henry Kalani. Boys, how are we doing? The Texas Rangers are currently up one game to nothing on the Houston Astros. Mac Jones has solidified himself as a worse quarterback than Zach Wilson. He sucks. <laughs> I hate well, it's, him. It's the battle yeah. of who's going to get Kirk Cousins between the patriots no i think we need to trade mac jones suck for the rest of the year and give me kayla williams kirk kirk just put up nine fantasy points nobody should be tricked (laughs) but of course we are not a football podcast this is probably not the best experts in the world to be talking football but we are the best experts in the world when it comes to major league baseball content of course we are currently going to start with the alcs we're then going to break into our previews of the nlcs and then there was also this rumor floating around earlier in the week that the divisional series slash wildcard playoff format needs to change because the Dodgers, the Braves, and the Orioles were all eliminated. I'm sure each of our three analysts here have their differing opinions on that subject, so we'll get to that in a second. But first, American League Championship Series, the Astros are back for the seventh straight year. The Texas Rangers are back for the first time since 2011. And the Rangers jumped off to a one nothing series lead after getting two runs off Justin Verlander and Jordan Montgomery once again dominant in the playoffs. James, I'll come to you first. Initial reactions on game one from the series. Yeah, I thought it was actually a really good game. Um, you know, Montgomery looked good. You know, proved Brian Cashman wrong. Uh, said he couldn't win big playoff games. Uh, seems like he's done nothing but that uh, ever since he's been traded. Um but, yeah, uh, you know, a, a big base running mistake by Jose Altuve. Uh, get ready to learn Japanese, buddy. Uh, NPB's calling. Um, uh, but, yeah, um, I think it was a really good game. Uh, great play and left by Evan Carter. Um, and just, uh, you know, the Rangers Rangers stay hot. Um, the back end held up. Uh, Spores and Chapman and LeClerc looked shaky. Uh in every inning, you know, you're you're sitting there pitch by pitch. Uh, are they gonna are they gonna make it through? Uh, and they somehow find a way. Uh, but yeah, Bruce Bochy masterclass surprise. Chapman was the call for the eighth, uh, but but it worked. So you can't you can't you can't fault him or, or say anything bad for him for that. So uh, a really competitive game, uh, and I'll be interested to see uh, what changes the Astros make going into game two. I think we'll see Yiner Diaz starting behind the plate. Uh, Maldonado did absolutely nothing to help the cause all game. Uh, we'll probably won't see Dubon in the outfield. We'll see Brantley um, and uh, probably some lineup order changes uh, in, in as well. So uh, be interested for game two tomorrow. Henry, any deja vu cross into your mind when all of a sudden you saw Roldis Chapman leave a slider down the middle of the plate and Alex Bregman almost launched it into the Crawford boxes? I mean, I have no faith watching a Roldis Chapman pitch, but I honestly don't hate that I don't hate seeing a Roldis Chapman pitch in a different uniform. He definitely should have shaved the beard. He probably looks horrible with that. Um, but no, it's 
it's super interesting seeing how dominant the Rangers pitching has been. Obviously, it's mainly been starting pitching, but at the end of the day, that was still looking pretty shaky coming into the playoffs. Nobody was really sure how Montgomery and Evaldi as your one and two were going to shake out. So it's been really impressive to see how they've worked. And I mean, yeah, for the Astros, the first time they've been shutouts in the game six of the 2021 World Series, like that's that's big for the Rangers' confidence moving forward, especially taking one at minute, minute eight to start. And then, Nico, we've got a great pitching matchup in game two. It's Nathan Eovaldi, who you've grown very familiar with, has a 1.3 ERA this postseason, facing off against Framber Valdez, who had a rough first start in the playoffs, but obviously has a lot of postseason pedigree. Your thoughts on the game two outlook matchup and anything else the rest of the series? I mean, yeah, if you told me that Verlander was going to go seven innings just about give up two runs, I would have easily told you the Astros were winning this game. I mean, Jordan going 0 for 4. With three Ks, I don't think is something that the Rangers could hope happens for the rest of the series. I think Evaldi's going to do what Evaldi does. I think Evaldi is a big game pitcher. He's shown with the Red Sox since 2018 that he pitches in big games. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a very similar game. We're looking like at a 3-2 game. Maybe I think that this may be the game, though, that the Rangers bullpen starts to look. The shakiness that we saw, I think it finally comes. I would, wouldn't be surprised if we see a nice three-run inning from the Astros at the end and they tie this game up. They need this game, though. I mean, with how the Rangers have been, I think you expect that Globe Life Park is going to be rocking. They need to pick up one and at least get tied so that you can try and maybe get evened up back to when it goes to Houston. And, of course, we've got our pre-series predictions. James had Astros in six. The Nico said the Astros in seven. And then, Henry, you had Rangers in seven. Unfortunately, my prediction is already wrong. I had... Astros in four so unfortunately I've already hit the end of the road with my prediction but um, James we'd like to introduce the National League Championship series with your favorite team in baseball the Arizona Diamondbacks are still alive playing baseball this late they've now knocked off the Los Angeles Dodgers they're facing off against the Philadelphia Phillies so this series has not yet started but we've got Two aces and Cy Young candidates, Zach Allen and Zach Wheeler, matching up on Monday night. Thoughts on this game one, as well as thoughts on the series in general? Yeah, you know, I think the Phillies are just much deeper um, on, as a pitching staff as a whole. I think their pen's better. I think their starting pitching's better. I think Arizona isn't built to play a seven-game series. Um, but I think the biggest X factor in this is going to be uh, Kyle Schwarber uh, getting hot. I think, you know, we haven't seen him do much in the postseason yet. Uh, Turner, Harper, uh, obviously Castellanos, you know, with what's going on right now, uh, will remain hot. Um, and, and for the foreseeable future, um, you know, you can't slow him down. But, um, but yeah, I think if Shorebrook can really get it going, uh, you know, Stott's been playing well, Marsh has been playing well. Um, it, this, this Phillies lineup can hit from top to bottom. Um, you know, it's going to be a, a pressure-packed environment. Philly's going to be rocking. I don't think these young guys in Arizona are, are built for that. and They aren't ready for a, a hostile playoff environment. Um, and, and I think Philadelphia is just overall experience. Um, and, and they're the more talented team. Uh, I think they get the job done pretty, pretty easily, uh, pretty soundly. Uh, I got Phillies in five. And then, Henry, you had Phillies in six going into this mm-hmm. series. Still that same confidence level? I mean, I feel like... I had seen this going around a lot on social media that no matter who won coming out of Phillies and Braves, they were probably going to get picked over the Diamondbacks. The more I think about it, the more 
improbable it feels that the Diamondbacks are even here. So I would say I have the same confidence level, but I don't think it's I don't think the Phillies dominate this series. I think the the Diamondbacks put up at least some some type of fight and push this series fairly deep. Nico, thoughts on the series? I mean, I have to agree with everyone. This is the classic hot team versus the better team. I mean, the Diamondbacks are about as hot as they could be. When you have Brendan Fogg throwing well against the Dodgers, you're not going to get much better than what you are right now. Again, I think just the Phillies are too good. I think they're a better team. I think, again, like everyone said, top to bottom, their lineup's good. I think a lot of people had them, again, they were a wild card team, but a lot of people knew that they were better than that. I think when you have Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Ranger Suarez, who has only allowed, I think, two runs in his whole postseason career, who, again, kind of like a Valdi where postseason becomes a different animal. I think I have Phillies in five. Yeah, uh, six. You've had it. Yeah, Adam in six again, probably because Gallon finds a way to win too. Hopefully, I, I more just have the Phillies. I think the Phillies. I picked them at the beginning to win the World Series, so I got to ride with them still. I don't know. And as we, if you don't follow us yet on Instagram, we at Cider Tired Pod give our NLCS and ALCS predictions. All of our analysts, James, Nico, Henry, David, Harry, and Rowan, all said Phillies in some multitude of five or six games, and then. Dancing on my own in the corner, I had Diamondbacks in five. And I don't know. It's one of those, you just mentioned, it's the hot team versus the better team. And we've seen in baseball, the hot hand plays in the playoffs. And for whatever reason, this Diamondbacks team reminds me a lot of the 2015 Royals, but better. In that the 2015 Royals were a bunch of scrappy hitters, no real huge power threat, but just one through nine in the lineup they hit. And this Diamondbacks team has the same Cattell Marte, Tommy Pham, Christian Walker. I'm not even mentioning it, Corbin Carroll, who's better than any player that those 2015 Royals had. And by the way, the Royals bullpen at the end was very good with Wade Davis and Kelvin Herrera and Greg Holland. Here we've got the Paul Seawald, Kevin Ginkle duo. And the one thing that the Diamondbacks have that the Royals didn't is a big eight. And Jordano Ventura and Edinson Volk has really stepped up in the playoff. And Zach Gallen is one of the we best. Johnny Cueto. They had Johnny Cueto, too, and he did throw a complete game shot out in game two of that World Series. But again, I really don't like reminiscing about the 2015 World Series that much. But um, Gallon's an ace. Kelly's looked really good. And Brandon Fatt has come out of nowhere to basically be one of the most dominant pitchers in the playoffs so far. And there's also a little rumor that Tommy Henry might be coming back. He served as the Diamondbacks 3-4 starter for most of the year till he got injured around early August. So he might be back as well for this uh, uh, championship series. So I don't know. Everyone's saying Phillies, which makes me think that the Phillies are going to be dancing their way out of the playoffs here. And I think the Diamondbacks are winning this series. And I'm so confident in this, Nico, that maybe if if we want to do a little on-campus friendly, I don't know how we phrase this, again, as 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 a major league baseball intern, I can't bet on baseball, as everyone knows. But I'd be confident to say that the Diamondbacks are for sure winning this series. And if they don't, I'll go around campus for a day wearing a Bryce Harper jersey. If the Phillies win, I'll wear a Yankee one. Deal. That friendly wager. All right, no. Yours is if the Diamondbacks win, you wear yeah. a Yankees jersey. Diamondbacks win, I'll wear a Yankees jersey. And if the Yankees and if the Phillies win, I will wear a Bryce Harper jersey. Jersey, not jersey, because I want to buy a $200 jersey deal that's a that's a virtual shake right there so moving on we do beautiful we do have one other topic we want to get to on this episode and that is that 
there was an article, I believe it was Ken Rosenthal, was saying that MLB is going to look into the playoff format and that some of the teams that received a buy, including the Braves and the Dodgers, took, I believe it's five days off because the NLDS started on Saturday and the regular season ended on the previous Sunday. The teams apparently felt that they got rusty. And shout out to Spencer Strider, who usually I'm not a huge fan of, but he said, no, we can't blame the format. We just got outplayed by a very hot team. We need to find a way to stay fresh. But MLB is apparently looking into, is this an unfair advantage to have a team like the Phillies or the Diamondbacks get hot for a week, win a wildcard series, and then take that momentum in the divisional series? Want to get your guys' thoughts on this because usually... I'd assume most people want to just have a buy and not have to deal with the wild card. But is there any truth to the rumor that sitting around for five days and getting cold and James, we can lead it off with you here. Thoughts on this weird idea that maybe getting a buy isn't helpful. Yeah, I think that's just a load of garbage. Um, I don't know. You do simulated games. You can do whatever you want. Um, you know, guys are still throwing pens. Guys are still taking, I mean, these days off are, are tremendous. Um, you know, I think I think the players, you know, asking for more days off during the season, and then now you're complaining about too many days off between playoff games. I think it's just utterly ridiculous. Um, play better baseball. Um, I, I think I saw a thing that's like every year since they since uh, I think it's 2012 or 2011, uh, a one or two seed has ended up making the World Series. Uh, on one side of the bracket. So it, it's not like we're sitting here and it's like, Oh, like the five and the six are making the world series like every year from both sides. Like that's, that's never happened and it never will happen. Um, the Astros had no problem. Uh, I know they didn't have the buy, but I, I don't, I think when the Astros were dominant and had the buy, they had no problem. Like teams that have been historically good over the last couple of years have had no problem with the buy. Um, just because your favorite these these teams with humongous fan bases and teams that would technically I guess have the most pull over the MLB have recently not had success in the division series round the past couple of years want to make the excuse that oh it's because the day is off no it's because you have a bad team no it's because your team can't hit in the playoffs no it's because your team can't pitch in the playoffs it it's no one's it's no one's fault other than Clayton Kershaw that he gave up seven runs in the third mm-hmm. inning to to open up versus the Diamondbacks like. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's just it's just sad that people are complaining about days off. Um, I think if it was the, like like if it was the other way around, you know, if the people were like, "Oh, we're playing too too close, too back to back. We can't get our pitching lined up the way we want." Like it's it's just so silly. Um, you get to have all three of your pitchers on perfect rest to pitch games one, two, and three of the division series. The team that you're playing in the division series had to use their guys to make it to the division series. It, it's just utterly ridiculous. Play better baseball. Simple as that. And it's also seems so far that the majority of the teams that end up playing the wild card also get a couple of days off as well. As so far, we've had, I believe it's eight different wild card series, and all seven of the eight have resulted in two game sweeps, meaning that the team was done by Tuesday, Wednesday, or last year they were done by Friday, Saturday. And then as a result, they had Sunday, Monday, Tuesday last year off, and this year they had Thursday, Friday, Saturday off before they got to their matchups as well. Of course, I'll shout out the only team that was not swept in their wildcard series was indeed those 2022 New York Mets that decided to touch Joe Musgrove's ears instead of touching the baseball with the bat. But Nico, you said you read an interesting perspective online, so I want to hear A, your take on it, and then B, the perspective you heard online, and then Henry, you can react to what Nico 
spits out from the online sources. Yeah, I mean, I think that everything that James says, right, get a better team. It's that simple. I think, again, you told any any baseball team that you can get five days off and they'll take it every single time. I think that you just, again, it's kind of like the teams were kind of predicated on certain things and didn't really pan out. I mean, the Braves, they were predicated on offense. And when your offense doesn't show up, it's hard to win a game. Uh, Orioles, same thing. Their pitching had been overperforming and then their pitching didn't show up. It's kind of a lot of stuff like that. Also, I think that there's just a ton of like stuff that's just not going to happen because at the end of the day, the owners will never go and give up two more games because they want money at the end of the day. The solution to this, which I saw, and I want to know what James thinks, is we talked about last episode or two episodes ago about the depth, about like having a complete team. What would you think about a one-game wild card? I know you don't like that, though. But in turn, you get the two extra games in the NLDS and you get seven game series throughout because me and you, we've gone back and forth about talking about the depth of teams and how really with the five game series, you don't really get the complete team. Seven game series from NLDS on one game wild card. What do you think? I like I like the thought. Uh, I think that cl- that obviously, you know, would would contract the playoff format again back to five teams per side. Correct. Yeah. Right. That's that's what you're saying, yeah. right? It would it would be a one game playoff with with between two teams, the two wild card teams, and then you'd have three three division winners. Um, yeah. I the one game playoff is always a no. See, like I'm conflicted because the one the one the one game to determine the outcome of 162 games was always stupid to me. Uh, I thought that 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 just made the regular season not matter. In in that's been my biggest takeaway from this playoffs is that I don't feel like the way you build your team for 162 matters for the way you build your team in the playoffs. And I think to the casual fan, that doesn't really make sense. But when, when you show me the 12 teams that made the playoffs and and you said, I want you to rank these playoff rosters, the way that these playoff teams are constructed to play a seven game series it is very different from how I would rank them in order of like, oh, how would you see this roster going and playing 162 games? Absolutely. Uh, I think that's why we and, love the Phillies because I think the Phillies and, are built for I, the playoffs. I, think. I agree. And, and I think the Astros have always been built for the playoffs because you only need – you like in the regular season, you need – you legitimately need 27 guys. You need an entire roster full of guys to have success. In the playoffs, you need maybe – 17 maybe 17 i mean you need you need, you need four like starters high end four starters. relievers you need yeah. four starters four relievers and nine position players that's all you need that's literally key, all you need the key example of that is the atlanta braves this year that they would in the regular season they had around nine to ten pitchers that they consistently could plug into their rotation and they'd give them a competitive start and that would be guys like alan winnens mike soroka came back for a bit AJ Smith Shaver was up there for a little bit, but basically guys that they would plug in from AAA that would give them five innings, two runs, and that would consistently mean that they'd never get blown out. And as a result, the Atlanta Braves won what was it, 102 games this year, I want to yeah. say. Correct. Then you get to, then you get to the playoffs, and they didn't have a number three starter. They looked like Correct. AJ Smith Schuster, Bryce Elder, Mike Soroka, all healthy and really good options in the regular season, but you have no faith that they're going to go out there in a playoff game in Philadelphia and do anything decent. No, I completely agree, and I think that's why I think playing a bigger series is more important because we we get stuck with these 
And I think it, it I know it comes off because I haven't liked the Diamondbacks all year, but <laughs> I really don't think that this Diamondbacks team is as complete as some other teams in the National League are. And they've been able to to scathe away from it because they only have had to play a three-game series and a five-game series. And and stuff doesn't get exposed when you get stuck like that. You can throw your high-end guys back-to-back days. You can throw starters out. You know, like you can pitch guys on short rest. Like it's it's just it's just silly. I think that we're 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 not making the whole the 162 game regular season important enough by playing these shorter playoff series. I think it's important to play seven games. I think the wild card should be three, but after that, everything should be seven. I, I mean, every other sport does it. Hockey does it. Basketball does it. Like, why doesn't the MLB do it? Why do we play shorter series in the first round? It, it doesn't make sense to me. I think the interesting there thing there is that MLB will not at any point a shorten the amount of playoff games and b now that we have six playoff teams they will no never go back to five. It's just a matter of dollars and cents that there are more playoff games equals more revenue. The NLDS going to five to from five to seven does in theory give them two extra games to monetize and make money off of. So that could be an area to get more playoff revenue, and also, as you're mentioning, make it more level playing field from the NLCS to the World Series. I will say this all seems like a moot point, though. However, since expansion is coming, the National League and the American League are likely getting blown up in a way that we've never seen before. We're likely going to be dealing with somewhere from four to eight divisions as opposed to six with 32 teams with a round robin nba style tournament which, level which which is also just a, a tremendous mistake on mlb's part i mean you're just ruining the sport i mean <laughs> baseball they no, but seriously baseball it's, it's america's pastime it's it's tradition it's xyz we've already sped up the game now we want to stop guys from throwing hard we're just we're making everything terrible and we're going to just copy other sports leagues and break our stuff up and ruin rivalries just so we can make more money it's just Holy it's just shit. Sad. I can hear James's back cracking as he said that. That was wild. I mean, I think he's not, he's not wrong. just do March Madness. <laughs> I think we yeah. just October Madness. Playoffs <laughs> don't matter. Doesn't matter how bad you are. Every single team makes the playoffs, and we just That's have like, the A's finding have, a way to have a Cinderella story and winning the World Series. Have you seen the NBA is now doing their in-season tournament, and that? Basically, don't even don't even do that. I'm don't only and that's, don't, and don't that's why nobody that. and that's why NBA is nobody now the cares. fourth most popular sport in America because nobody cares and because nobody wants to watch that garbage. NBA's NBA is actually, in my opinion, it's probably the sixth sport if we put college football and college basketball yeah. on there because it's definitely behind hockey, baseball, and NFL without a doubt. I, I mean. The MLB is just going to find a way. The MLB takes all these strides in gaining viewership and gaining people to watch and let the kids play. And now we're just going to take step. Uh, we're not going to have this conversation today, <laughs> but just just disgusting if any of that happens. Yeah, we will definitely have a lot of time in the offseason, especially when we'll have some de- episodes dedicated to philosophy of baseball and the future of baseball. We will definitely delve into the playoff format in more detail, but We've got a lot of more baseball coverage for the postseason coming up in the next couple of weeks as well as we'll continue with our interview format. Two big companies are joining us on the podcast this upcoming week. We've got a guest from Barstool Sports and a guest from John Boy Media joining us over the next couple of days. So keep your eyes and ears tuned for that one. We're really excited to welcome those guests on for those episodes. But 
Dylan, James, Nico, Henry. We'll be back real soon. And until the next time, the side is retired.